right. Welcome back to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690, your home of the Habs, your home of Monday Night Football. And it was actually a good one tonight. Welcome, Mr. Jay Ferrar. You get a bad one, then you get a good one, then you get a bad one. It's Monday Night Football. So you're saying next Monday is going to be a bad one? It's going to be horrible. Well, Dave. there's no Kaufman show after it. So no, we can... no. We're off next week. That's right. All right. That's right. So we're going to make it count this week. Yes. It's going to be fun tonight. Yes. Got a couple of guests joining us in studio in about 15 minutes' time. Yes. And uh, it seems like Jay likes saying yes tonight. Yeah. And no wonder. It's his birthday. It is. Happy birthday, Jay. I brought cupcakes. Yeah. I. You know, I had tweeted out that somebody better bring cake. Well, Jay brought his own cupcakes. Yes. They're lovely. <laughs> They're delicious. They're moist and thank delicious. You, thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Lori made those. So We knew Jay wasn't going to be baking cupcakes on his birthday. No, I don't, I don't know where. We, I gave a cupcake to Marco, <laughs> and I told him that Lori made it. And he's like, oh, yes, considering she has so much time on her hands, of course. <laughs> of course she was able to make cupcakes. And why wouldn't? She She would make cupcakes, wouldn't she? Well, you say that so, like, well, with I anger. Mean, well, it's it's Lori, you know. She like, makes oh, cupcakes. Yeah, she would make cupcakes, yeah. wouldn't she? She would, wouldn't she? Well, yes. Well, no, I'm grateful. And she did. You should I'm be. grateful. I you should be changing your tone right now, mister. I wasn't saying it in spite. It sounded a little in spite. I'm appreciative of my lovely cupcakes, Good. which are going into the lowest hole in my face right now. All right, there you go. And the box Enjoy is the uh, show. right next to you. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> Here's uh, Dave Kaufman. I'll do most of the talking tonight while Jay sits there and eats his birthday cupcakes. That sounds like a good plan. And at least now I don't have to serenade you. The cupcakes have been given, and I'm off the hook. You're not going to sing to me? Maybe off. I there. expect some singing. Maybe. Well, what, you think I'm Tony Marinero? <laughs> maybe not that kind of singing. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Do my best Caruso impersonation for yeah. you. <laughs> or, yeah, or your worse, if whichever you, one. I'll sing for you if you can give me a, a concise response as to what's wrong with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, well, apparently the coach gave an answer to that, and it's that they're tired. Oh, okay. But you know what? You know what? I was kind of listening to that today, and then everybody comes like, oh, you, you can rest when you're dead, and, you know, stuff like that old school stuff. You know what? If the co I mean, obviously, the thing is everybody was giving crap to Michelle Terrier for saying that today, that the team is tired, and they're like, well, everybody else in the NHL has the same schedule. And, well, you know what? There's a lot of people who I work with, we have the same schedule, but... Some people handle it better than others? Some people handle it better than others, and it's not only that. I'm not saying that they can't handle it, but... He's not lying. They clearly are tired. Well, obviously, but you would think that teams with uh, with a travel schedule that was more difficult than the Canadians could fall back on that excuse that had to play more games in other time zones. Everybody's playing, dealing with the same three-game and four-night Olympic schedule. Yeah, yeah. But, and, you know, there's another point to that that was brought up today as well, which is, well, the Canadians are playing a rather rough and defensive game. They're blocking a lot of shots. They're going to the corners a lot in their own zone, and which is why they, they seem to be concentrating so much on defense, which is why we're not getting any goals. Well, I don't know about that. Well, we're not. Well, we're, we're, yes, we are not scoring. And correct. the defense hasn't been bad, you know. I mean, uh, I, except, uh, of course, an exception is the LA Kings. Otherwise, I mean, these have been pretty close games and low-scoring games as well. You know, Jay, it's it's a tough call because oh, there, I was know, such Dave. A good, there was such a good stretch, right? Yeah. But how much of it was deceptive? I go back to the the Buffalo game and the two games against New Jersey, and those could have really gone either way, mm -hmm. which would turn this into a what a six or seven game skid right, right. now. Right. Phoenix in town tomorrow night. Don't Can't know. sleep on them. No, no, absolutely not. That's no. another one of those teams that West Coast hockey, it, the uh, the Western Conference is. Really, I think we saw it with the Kings game last week. I think where I was at the Kings game last week, and I've been dying to say this on air. I was there with a friend and found myself speaking in hushed tones mm. because I didn't want people around <laughs> hearing me. That doesn't happen very often at no. the Bell Center, where you have to speak quietly because otherwise, all of Section Three Hundred One is going to know what you're talking. No, about. No, I know, and you know, but you know what it is for me. I, there's this. There was. I think there was kind of a psychological impact that the LA Kings had on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they had not faced one of those big West Coast teams yet, and they really came out hard. And uh, they weren't, they weren't, I don't think they were ready for the LA Kings. And I think that had a psychological impact for them on the rest of this losing streak, you know? And I mean, against the Islanders, I know they won, but for me, that was more of a loss than anything else. I include that game 
into that bet into this bad streak which they're currently having yeah i agree with that i don't yeah. think there was any i mean it was there's a, nothing to celebrate about you know no and which is why the uh the chichi rodriguez celebration off the goal was very very much more downplayed than the one in the shorty against the maple leafs i don't know yeah it was yeah it was chichi rodriguez in the in the 90s you know, on the yeah, senior tour on the senior tour <laughs> <laughs> was it wasn't quite as agile or it was like Chichi Rodriguez hitting par in the first round of a major, right? As compared to Chichi Rodriguez getting a birdie in the fourth round right. of a major. It's it's lightsaber fighting in <laughs> in the in the prequel Star Wars movies as opposed to the one in the seventies where they're not really moving around too much. Fair enough. Fair a little enough. more subtle. And, and but it didn't bother me either time. What no. bothers me is that it seems that the Montreal Canadiens need Max Patch ready to score in order to win a game. Yeah. That's not a good trade. Well, they're not getting it from anywhere else. And it's, you know, we're, we're coming up on the halfway point of the season now. So, as you know, usually in mid to late December is when you really find out who are the real teams in the NHL and who aren't. Right now, the Montreal Canadiens a week ago looked like they were. Now they don't look like it so much. And it's not only that, it's on an individual level as well. You're starting to see the players that aren't exactly what they were well, hired to They're not doing exactly what they were which hired to do. Which turns into a conversation about Danny Briere. Right. Because everybody's piling on him right now, and it's hard not to. It's, it's hard, hard not, not to. to. He is not living up to what was expected of right. him. But that being said, from the start, Jay, as soon as we saw this signing, we said that this something didn't add up. No, it didn't make sense. And there's and there's no and he should have no shame. There's no shame on him. It's just he's 37. He's had three concussions in the last two or three seasons. He's you know past he, his prime. He's past his prime. He can't skate like you know. He's offered way too much money. He's coming out. He's doing whatever he can. And if the Montreal Canadiens want to offer you that contract, you sign on the dotted line. Four million dollars. You sign. Of course you sign. Of course you sign. Of course you sign. The problem is the way it was the way it was marketed is where my, my issue lies. I think the Canadians right now should be start start looking at some young blood, start looking at Hamilton. Yeah. You know, look at, I mean, they're not suffering much on defense because there are no injuries, but, you know, it'd be nice to maybe see a Tenorti back up here, you know, and maybe see some guys with some legs coming up because we're not getting it from Briere. We're definitely not getting it from Paros and guys like that. No, you know? well, I think Paros, it, it's a matter of, what, one more fight, and then if he loses another fight? Oh, I think he's done. I think he's done. I don't think he'll play again. Hmm. I don't think he'll play again. And and I, I hate to say that because I like him so much. You know, I really, I mean, he's a guy who I really, really respect. But, I mean, he, he can't fight anymore. It's even I know that. And, you know, I I didn't, I never played hockey. But you could tell that he, this is, he's, he can't fight. He can't fight anymore. He can't skate. He's playing every two or th- once every two or three games. It's over. 11.59 here on uh, TSN 690. I feel like I want to let our, our audience in on a little uh, what's going on right now because uh, I feel like this is the start of a joke. I'm, I'm getting constant text messages here. I've got Jimmy speaking in my ear. Our producer, <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's going on because no, it's all I don't. going on on my phone right now. We're waiting for our, our guests, uh, Iman El Husseini. Yes. And, um, oh, pardon me, and Toby Murizianu. Yeah. And um, I've gotten a text from Iman saying she's here. Jimmy just ran downstairs to go get them. Right. John, our intern, yeah. just texted me to say, nobody's here. No. So I feel like we should throw it a break. <laughs> you you and, think? And, and, <laughs> and try and figure you, out. You want me to go out there and figure this thing well, out? I'm wondering if he meant standing on the corner of Green right and Demesneuve. Oh, do you think? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. So we're going to try and figure this out. Okay. And uh, we'll be back with more <laughs> Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Cupcakes. It's Jay, Jay Ferrar's birthday. Cupcakes for everyone. Thousand watts of Go Team Go. CKGM 690 AM TSN 690. A division of Bell Media. Now Dave Kaufman hosts the Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show only on TSN 690. I would like to share this with the people in Montreal that that are not going to have a team anymore. But my heart and my my. my, my, my this one's from the Spurs. Montreal. Yeah. Annie Slade's got 
got the springtime blues real bad Can't help but reminisce about the great years we had I remember photo day 83 summer Yeah, I still have to pick up me, my pops and my brother I remember all-star game, five fans strong 59,000 fans looking on I remember tears at the kids' last game Stood right behind him as the anthem played Now my homemade signs got his autograph name On the newspaper cover, first rush with fame I remember singing Valderie, Valderall 03 wild card race, last hurrah I remember Vlad 40-40 in the call, they got long The game against the Braves, Cliff Floyd going long Still missing Montreal ball six years on Yeah, sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. No longer located, coincidentally enough, at the corner of Green Avenue and Demanzanova in Westmount. Um, you know, when you assume sometimes, Jay, it, uh, you know, certain things happen. Once, a great, once again, communication between Muslim and Jews breaks down. <laughs> and we were really hoping to solve everything tonight, too. Uh, my apologies. My apologies. My apologies. Wow. My apologies. I apologize to Eman. Uh, we'll have her on the phone in about 10 minutes' time. Wonder how the old building's doing, Jay. I know. Well, uh, we'll have to ask, ask her. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to ask Eman. <laughs> but needless to say, uh, kosher uh, jokes for the halal days coming up this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Do not miss it. We'll uh, get more details in a few. But first, as uh, you all just heard, came in on Anakin Slade's Remember, his Expo song. A lot of news came out last week, Jay. Mm-hmm. How did you uh, feel when you saw the the feasibility study? Um, I mean, I when 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 I saw the feasibility study, I didn't expect there to be so much numbering, <laughs> so really? much math involved. You know how I feel about math, Dave Kaufman. Um, <laughs> I, I, radio. Don't, I don't know about the math and what should come from the private sector and what should come from the public sector. I don't. I don't really think that's an issue. Uh, I that's more of a plan, isn't it? That's not that's not a feasibility study. That's more of a kind of trying to put in a plan. It's this is how it's economically feasible. Okay, I don't believe that. I believe there's a lot more money out there, and I believe there's a lot more private investors that are interested than people think. And I truly believe that there's we're not going to need any kind of public money for wow. this whole operation. Oh, from your lips, man. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right, Cause too. Because I don't think it gets off the ground if it, if there is government involvement. And I also don't see the current government getting behind baseball. I just don't. No, I think you'll have some support from the municipal government, obviously, because, you know, it, it benefits the city itself. How much it benefits the province? Well, a little bit, a little bit more than federally, I would think. Uh, I think it benefits the province in the way that you know, perhaps stations like RDS will could have some baseball and broadcast it out to the rest of Quebec, and Quebec can finally have their team back in the major leagues. But uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see much subsidizing from 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 the government at all. I don't think they're going to be interested. I think if Mr. Cordero is still around, we happen to know that he actually does have an interest in having baseball back in this town. Well, he likes baseball. He likes baseball, but I don't think he's he a big likes public money going towards. No, him. and who does? Who does? Even if it can be recouped in seven to eight years, well, you can't tell this demographic anything like that. You no. can't make promises. I'm, call, I'm calling them out on that. Yeah. I want to see one example. I want them to show me one example where that has worked. Is there a precedence for this? That has happened zero times. Thank you. Zero And how many times. times has the taxpayer gotten screwed, Mr. Farrar? Uh, numerous. Numerous times. So many times More, we've lost yeah. count. Yeah. How many hours have we spent on the Kaufman Show discussing different stadium debacles across North America? Numerous times. Most Numerous. recently under Mr. Loria in Florida. Right. Right. They didn't even get. They got a pinball machine. They didn't even get a good stadium out they, of it. They got Mr. Burns Casino. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Oh, that home run thing. It looks exactly like Mr. Burns Casino. Anyway, the feasibility study didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. That it's feasible. Is that it's feasible? <laughs> Is that it's feasible? I mean, any city with 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 a, a municipal population of more than four million is going to be a feasible place to put a baseball team. Right. It's going to be fine. 
Here's what scares it's, me. It's all up to the private sector. That's Here, what it's up to. Here's what scares me. Something called PSLs, personal seat licenses. Mm-hmm. They're expecting to generate $30 million mm-hmm. from personal seat licenses. That's 30,000 season tickets at a grand a pop. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, if you have the ultra loge double A box or the best seat in the house, yeah. your PSL is going to cost more than yeah. if you're sitting in the bleachers. Where you receive your own butler. Like right. you get a butler. So, yeah. Yeah. More so, hot dogs, sir. My, yeah. Yeah. I find that scary that your ticket is going to cost you. There's that. And again, let's call it a $1,000 tax for the opportunity to purchase a ticket. That scares me. Hmm. That that doesn't add up in my head. You have to be able to. You have to buy the right to buy your ticket. Again, it, is that how the modern sports world works? Because I know there's a fee. I mean, from the years I paid well, for Hab season tickets, there's a fee, but it's tiny. It might be a hundred bucks. There's this little place in the Bronx that seems to have set a precedent for this kind of behavior and yeah, this kind. Yeah, but in of... the meantime, go on a StubHub and you can go to a ball game in Queens for eight bucks. Right. 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 Listen, it this this really I mean, I don't know anything about business, which is why they put me on the radio and I manage a pub. I don't know anything about anything. Well, obviously somebody thinks you know about business if you manage a pub and I'm the one who put you on the radio, so Yeah. Okay, so maybe I know something. <laughs> but I don't I don't think you can start calculating any kind of numbers until you actually know who owns the team. Uh, where are the concessions going to come from? Who's going to build the stadium? Who's going to own the team? How many partners are going to be owning the team? I mean, how can you th- just throw out numbers like that without knowing where the root is coming from, well, where the root of the money is coming from? Because you don't have the, uh, you're not afforded that luxury. Right. Again, we can assume that the team is going to be Tampa and that the owner is going to be Sternberg, but then why is MVP looking for money for an owner? Let's say this. If you have, you know, uh, a bunch of of private companies, local private companies investing, just like we had with the old team, which is a good thing and it's a bad thing at the same time. Well, you know, then then you're going to have to start squeezing numbers. You're going to have to say, well, we're going to need 30 million in this. We're going to need 300 million from this. Mm-hmm. We're going to probably need some. But if you get a company like, oh, I don't know, Bell, Bell? Media, who says, you know what? We have some time to fill on our broadcasts in the next few years. You see me mention that on TV this week? Uh, I didn't see anything from anybody. I was sitting at home all week. But let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's say... Well, next time your co-host is on TV, you should damn well watch yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. Actually, it's no, not your birthday anymore. I can be mean to you again. I, I missed you. Did you call out Bell? Well, I mean, I just, not call out Bell, but encourage Bell. I didn't Bell. call anybody out. Yeah. When when Dan Matheson asked me if there's money in this town, I suggested that the company whose building I was in that we both work for yeah. would be a perfect candidate to own a baseball team and a stadium for a fraction of what they just lost out on the NHL rights for a dozen years for. 20%. You 20%. So what, getting back to my point is if Bell dishes out $1 billion, $1.5 billion on the team, well, no money has to come from anywhere except for Bell. And then everybody's happy, and they build a nice stadium, and they get Labatt involved. Is this and... how it starts, with, with two late-night guys pressuring Bell over, over on the air? Well, hasn't it? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. Think about it. If so, then awesome. Think about it. Two, two guys in late night, uh, another guy on the weekend, and a guy who did a couple of rap songs. And look where we are now. I mean, I'm not saying that we, t- we deserve full credit for this, but I think we certainly helped the process come to this point. You know? Keepers of the flame, man. Yeah. And, That's and all we've ever tried to do and is not just to, keep the memory of the Expos alive, continue to talk about them, right. make sure that they continue to That's stay relevant in our minds. Yeah. I miss them. Because you don't have a billion dollars and neither do I. And nor will I. No. Ever. Not, not down the road I've gone down, no. No. <laughs> the, the decisions I've made, <laughs> the choices I've made in my life, there is no $1 billion is coming it, to is me. Is there a billion dollars in late night radio? No, there isn't. Okay, so then I stand by my statement. Right. <laughs> right, as you should. This is the Kaufman Show on TSN 690, and we're uh, we're very happy to be here. We are part of the Bell Media family. We are on on Papineau and Renee Lovac. That's right. No longer on Green E-Man. Avenue. <laughs> we will call E-Man after this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in. Uh, Jimmy, it's going to be a quick one, right? It better be. None of those none of those long ads. None of those Minnesota Spankology Institutes, okay? You want a cupcake, Jimmy? He deserves a cupcake. He does. Jimmy the cupcake Garofalis. <laughs>
man. This is your home of the Habs. <laughs> who, according to Ron on Twitter, they're too small. I, I agree with him. I agree with him. We saw that against LA. Ron agrees with Jay. Jay agrees with Ron. <laughs> Hold tight. This is the Kaufman Show. You're listening to The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Follow them on Twitter at The Kaufman Show and at J-Pub Radio. It's like the show, but shorter, and you don't have to hear them bickering. On Christmas Eve, the Gentiles gather round the Christmas tree. They stay at home and party with their Goyesha family. They disappear one day each year and pass the eggnog round. But it's all right, because that's the night the Jews control the town. Well, it happens every year on Christmas Eve. All the happy Christian people take their leave. Yeah, the streets are deserted and there's big news. It's Christmas time for the Jews. Yeah, the holiday party starts about 60 years. Thanks to Darlene Love. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Yeah, Christmas time for the Jews and the Arabs. And we'll welcome in our next guest. Uh, her name is Iman Al Husseini, and she's got a good plan for all Jews and Arabs and non-religious people out there to uh, celebrate kosher jokes for the holidays. Hello, Iman. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I feel so bad. You should. I, I know. I owe you. I owe you big time. <laughs> That's okay. You'll come over no, for Rosh Hashanah okay. this year, okay? Oh, I'd love that. All right, you're I had on. A Rosh Hashanah dinner for my first time this year, and it was great. Good, good. I will, yeah. uh, I will uh, definitely get you on the list, or at least, well, you know what? We'll, we'll make it for Passover because it's way sooner. Okay, cool. And I love that. I was really hoping we were gonna, you know, solve all all the problems that. that <laughs> Once it, again, the communication breaks down between the Muslims and the Jews. Unreal, right? huh? There you go. Yeah, yeah, unreal. There you go. Yeah. So uh, I think he did it on purpose. Never, <laughs> never. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. You know what a fan I am of yours. That, of course, is Jay I know, Farrar. You're so great, Dave. Say you're hi so to great. Jay. Uh, Jay Iman. Iman Jay. Hi, man. Hi, Jay. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. That's very oh, kind. Awesome. I wish you were here. I have cupcakes for everybody. Oh my god i actually it's good that i i, I didn't come in then <laughs> no, okay. weight. i gained so much weight already well, that is the time it's the time of year for that and i don't think uh, as as jews or, or muslims we're um we're not immune to that we we all party hard at this time of year we all gain weight at this time of year it's just some we of us get presents and some of us don't we love to eat that's for sure <laughs> so uh tell me about this show that's coming up it's a uh, thursday friday and saturday night that's right. It's so it's returning for its fourth annual year, awesome. where we we have uh, Jewish and Muslim comedians showcasing their stuff. Um, we figured to do something this year. Um, I mean, every year around Christmas, because Muslims and Jews don't have anything to do aside from going to Chinese restaurants and strip clubs <laughs> right. uh, on Christmas Day. So why not get together? And I just, you know, I really just wanted to showcase how how well the Jewish and Muslim comedians got along on the scene. And I know 
politically speaking, um, we, we when you hear Jews and Muslims in one sentence, it doesn't usually bring anything good or it's nothing positive. But when it comes to the comedy scene, we're really drawn to each other and um, we have a similar sense of humor. And I just wanted to showcase that, that we're, we're, we're actually lucky to live in Montreal and uh, get along and get to know each other and become friends. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's been a success for the past four years. Amen. And I would think that, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, Jay and I were both lifelong Montrealers and there's something about being the, the kids of immigrants that makes us all the same. And I mean, my parents were born here, but you know what I mean? The, the, sure. uh, you know, the grandparents or whatever, it, just, it, it creates a certain, there's a similarity to it. that Having that ethnic edge. Yeah. And that's, it's funny that you bring up Montreal, man, because there's something about Montreal or a lot of other big cities as well. I, where at the pub where I work, there are Muslims working with mm-hmm. Hindus, working mm-hmm. with Jews, all mm-hmm. side by side by side, and it has never, ever been an issue. And there are many parts in the world where that can never, ever happen. Well, yeah, I guess I guess that works for you because everybody's drinking. I think alcohol <laughs> is the solution. That's, the the Muslims, not so much, but the other guys are, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, but even... yeah, no, you're right. It's something to showcase, and it's something to be so proud of. And the reality of it is that if, if we were in, in our native countries, I don't know if we would get along as much as we would in, in, you know, in Canada or the U.S., and we're so lucky, and again, this is, just showcasing that for sure it's called uh kosher jokes for the holidays who are some of the comedians <laughs> that are going to be on the on the roster oh we have fantastic comics this year so david acker who's not jewish or muslim that's hosting the show gemini award winner uh i mean he's a writer magician and um the owner of the comedy nest where we're holding the event very funny then we have uh, jess solomon who i don't know if you guys read her her uh, Montreal uh, Charter of Values. Yes, it was fantastic. I had Jess on the show, oh boy, probably about three summers ago. She was a lawyer at The Hague, right? Exactly. I've done done podcasts with Jess. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, with her together, yeah. She's 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 great. great. So she's going to be on the show. Abdul Butt just came back from Halifax, uh, contributing and writing for This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Oh, my. And uh, Jeff Shuella, my co-producer, and myself, and we have special guests uh, every night. And, of course, Toby Marciano from uh, L.A. will be on the show as well. Who I watched his uh, seven-minute bit that's on his website today, and he mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah, he's great. I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to get down there this week. I'm really looking forward to seeing his set. Um, he did a whole bit about how... Um, you know, uh, us Jews, we, we we act all Jewish, but then you ask us a question about our religion, and we don't know as much as we think we do. <laughs> and uh, I think he hit it right on the head. And I'm looking forward to the show this weekend. I'm hoping to get down there on Thursday night. And um, how do people get their tickets? Oh, just call the, you know, go to ComedyNest.com. That's the website. The phone number is there. I don't know it by heart. I feel so horrible right now. Uh, but uh, ComedyNest.com. You get all of the information and call us to reserve your tickets, and it will sell out. We sold out last year, um, and we've uh, the reservations are really, you know, uh, people are calling in, so please call us and reserve your tickets. I don't know the number. I do. I do. I got it. It's 514-932-6378, comedynest.com. Iman, uh, you should follow her on Twitter. It's Imanifique, and uh, we really appreciate your time. How's the old building looking? Good. (laughs) Well, rub it in, why don't you, Kaufman? God. (laughs) I miss the old place. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure E-Man could tell you all about it, so, staring so at it right you, now. It looks abandoned. I, I was going to say, when you got inside and you got to the third floor, did something? Did, did you think maybe something didn't add up? Like the lights are off, but I guess, you know, nobody's there, and I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll text Dave and nothing. Yeah, I, I owe you big time. Shame. No problem. I'm so sorry, E-Man, and I'll, uh, I'll see you this weekend at the show. And uh, once again, thanks so much for your time, and uh, we'll have you, you in studio very soon. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Bye. There she goes. Husseini. Follow her on Twitter, Imanifik. Jay, we didn't solve the... Jay? Jay? What? What are you doing? I'm I'm playing with the dreidel. That was like last week, man. No, no. Was... Hanukkah's over. Uh, but I found it. You found a little dreidel? It's a dreidel. You made it out of clay? Yeah. Jay, I just it's landed, Christmas time I now. landed on the W. It's... 
You know <laughs> There's what? no W in dreidel. One of these figures is faded, <laughs> which means to say that I think this is a balanced dreidel. <laughs> I think this is a dirty dreidel. A dirty I think it's weighted. <laughs> it's weighted to one side because one of the letters is the the backwards E is faded. The backwards this. E yes. and the W. Yes. And uh, Jimmy, why don't you play us out on some good <laughs> Christian music here for uh, for Jay Farrar? <laughs> Kosher jokes for the holidays at the Comedy Nest this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It will sell out. 514-932-6378. This is The Kaufman Show. Don't go anywhere. Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690. Kaufman Show on TSN 690. You can follow me on Twitter at The Kaufman Show. Jay, the birthday boy, is at the Ferrar side. And he's got cupcakes. He's got a dreidel. He's in a good mood. Yeah, and uh, I just want to say thank you, uh, everyone, for the kind uh, birthday wishes that I received all day today. You got a lot of love. On Facebook and Twitter. Very nice. I, um... I'm impressed by the amount of love you got on Facebook today. I am too. I had almost, I think, 200, 200 uh, messages on my Facebook, which was overwhelmingly um, touching to me, except for the ones that wrote HBD. They they didn't write happy birthday. They wrote HBD. HBD. Yeah. And when somebody writes HBD, uh-huh. it's, you know, <laughs> it's it, it, it kind of made me think of, Getting Other... a, a bad report from the clinic, you know? oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Ferrar. Uh, HBD, it please, is. If you could please sit down, please. <laughs> you wanna, yeah. Um, HBD. Yeah, yeah. It made me think of you know. <laughs> Otherwise, thank you very much, everybody. But you know, how young are you? I'm 37 years old. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I look good, Dave you Kaufman. Do. You do. Oh, you man, don't do look I a look day over good. 35. I do. I really do. You're wearing an old man hat. This is not an old man hat. That's so the hat my grandfather used to wear. And, and my grandfather, too. There are many old Jews and Greeks who wear this hat. <laughs> this is true. But you know, young Irishman, for some reason. That, too. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So yeah. I guess you're you're the mix of, of a young Irishman and an old Greek, I am. Right? I am. I am. And, uh, yeah, I like this hat. It's my Tilly. My dad got this for me for my... 34th birthday? Oh, well, look at that. And coincidentally, John Stewart just ended, so we can say hi to your dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> tuning in right about now. Hey, Dad. Thanks for calling me today. Yeah. Uh, he did call, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. Okay, yeah. <laughs> My mom wishes you a happy birthday as oh, well. Oh, thank you, Mama yeah, and, uh, Of course, our listeners, I'm sure, are dying to call in and wish you a happy birthday and talk some sports with us. I'm sure they do. 514-790-1690-1866-896-2546. I always say that it might as well be on Bell's dime, not yours. But you know what? Maybe use the other line. Bell's got a baseball team to save up for. <laughs> yeah. Let's start now. <laughs> start now. You got to pinch some pennies here. Want to talk Habs? Want to talk NFL? Want to talk about this uh, Montreal baseball feasibility study? You got two of the experts in the city in the room right now to answer your questions, I would say. We aren't economists. We're not. Uh, what's the other word, Jay? Academics. Academics? No. What are, what, what are we? I think we're, we are qualified to discuss the feasibility of baseball in this town. 
We are. Uh, I would never do it based on numbers or economics because I I, I could never, you know, I, I my my economists. Thank you. Economists. We are not <laughs> economists. economists. Yeah. I mean, my my knowledge isn't that far reaching where I can start talking about numbers and, you know, crunching math and all kinds of stuff like that. But I can tell you, I know what the feeling of the city is. And I know working where I do about some inside scoops, which I wish I can tell you, but I can't. One day it'll all come out. But uh, when you write the book, the feasibility study, let me just tell you this. Yeah. The feasibility study Mm -hmm. didn't need it. No, I don't think so either. Didn't need it. But to to boost my confidence. Maybe right. the rest of the city needed it? Well, more than that. I can tell you on a personal level, I didn't need it. It made waves. It made waves across North America. It did. So, just on that, it was a really good PR exercise. It it did. It did. Let's it go did. to the phones. 514-790-1690. We got Jerry in Snowden. Hello, Jerry. Hi, there, Dave. How uh, are you? By the way, uh Jerry, please turn Jerry, please turn down your radio. My radio's off. Well, there we go. Okay, good. Perfect. What's Perfect. going on? Keep it off. To your partner, partner there, uh, you know my last name, right? Um, I could also be. A, it could also be a Greek last name. That's right. It's Elias, right? That's right. Yes. Now everybody knows. <laughs> that's right. It's not a secret. That's one, right. One that's of the most right. famous baseball men in this city, John Elias, who ran the Grand Slam Baseball School. That's one of the most right. famous now, comedians in this city, Joey Elias, who works just right. over, uh, just a couple of doors over. Yeah, I know. I've talked to him a couple of times. Uh, as far as the haves go, yeah, uh, I think to be honest about it, mm-hmm. they're not going to win a Stanley Cup, and let they need big big guys. And our GM there, he's not done anything about it. He signed Paros. Well, Paros is a big guy. Yeah, but it looks like he's finished. Briere's finished, and uh, no one's ever called him a big guy in his life. I know he's a little guy, and uh, he's not doing too great. And I'm not too impressed with uh, the coach. Jerry, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. We're sorry there's something wrong with the phone line there. We'll have to get that fixed. Two weeks ago, the coach was a genius. It happens. For what he did, you know, breaking in P.K. Subban and, you know, just it's all, it all comes together in the end and look at him now. But remember in that run, Jay, Pacioretty scored every game. He did. He did. I mean, we haven't. We have. I mean, Lars Eller has completely dis- disappeared off the planet. Yeah, but is, has he been playing with Briere? Yeah. Well, Briere wasn't there to begin with. Uh, Galchenyuk recently has been looking a lot better because during the run he wasn't doing too much at the beginning of the run. But That's it, right. I mean, he was. He, well, he, he was, got benched during the run. The, he got benched during the run, and he was also paired off with a couple. I mean, you're only as good as your line mates. So ask Ask Dearnay, Yeah. You know. And uh, he's been playing very well in Pacioretty, but you're right. It seems like Pacioretty was scoring every single goal. And, uh, and I think he had nine in eight games. It's nice to have when one guy is hot that the whole team is hot, kind of like a Kovalev type thing. But at the same time, in the end, one guy can't stay hot the whole time. No, so. no, it's just he's not made up to be that player. And this no. team cannot rely on one guy in order to get it done. Right. And I agree with Jerry. We, I mean, it, it comes and it goes. When we're on a winning streak, everybody says, oh, you see? They can outskate everybody, and they play well defensively, and they've got a good PK, and they've got a good power play. But once they lose to one of those Western Conference teams, everybody changes their tune. But it's not just that, Jay. It's losing to the Kings and then having this run against really mediocre teams, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, the Islanders. And again, I'm going back to last week, the Buffalo game and the two New Jersey games. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Montreal Canadiens play a good game in a week and a half. Right. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, they've been lucky to squeeze a couple out there. And, and you know, people are right. They just, you got to be bigger. You got to be bigger and you got to be younger. That's, I mean, that's how it is. It looked like the Canadians were going that route. It looks and then like, they signed Briere. And then they signed Briere. And it was so counterintuitive to everything that the team was heading towards. Yep. And, and you can say it was a marketing move and, and the thought of, you know, the, the first game of the season with Briere being handed the torch. And there was something very symbolic about that. I don't know. Do we want to win? Yeah. Do we want to? Do win? we want to win, or do we want to 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 appease some of the politics in this city? I mean, come on. Let's do. You know what? You win hockey games. Forget about all that other stuff. You win hockey games. Believe me, everybody's going to be happy in this Absolutely. city. They're not going to care what kind of accents the guy has in his name. None. Or who's going to carry the torch? Oh, well, matter you one win, bit. You win a Stanley Cup. 
people might when you put the team together, people might complain a little for a little while that there's not enough Ligachenu until the parade happens. Until the parade happens, and nobody's going to give a damn because I'll tell you what they didn't give a damn in '94 for the Expos. They didn't give a damn with all those great cups with the Alouettes. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, and, and I'm so surprised that that has become the the raison d'être. For so many people, that there aren't enough guys from here on the team, and it's a small facet of the population. Of That's what they don't realize. Is. But it only takes one. I get it. I get it more so with the coach or GM, someone who has to speak to the media. And right now, we're in a world of twenty-four hour media cycles. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense to me. But the players. Oh, good song. Complain, complain, complain. 514-790-1690. This is the Kaufman Show. You got a gripe? Something to get off your chest? You want to? You wanna... What, Jay? I don't know. Sean, Sean Campbell called me three times today and just texted me now and said, Oh, by the way, happy birthday. <laughs> a jerk. Uh, I win jerk of the night. I sent our guest to Green Avenue. <laughs> that is true. Wow. Uh, you know you're a jerk when you beat Campbell at it. I love you too, buddy. Thanks for the birthday wishes. This is Bitch by the Stones. We'll be back. to The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN Welcome back to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. 514-790-1690 is the number. Call in. Give Jay your happy birthday wishes. Talk a little sports. Don't it's say not complicated. H- don't say HBD, though. If you say HBD, Jay's going to jump. It sounds worse on the phone. <laughs> but he is sitting down, so he's ready to take it. It's okay. Let's, uh, let's go to Rodney in uh, Montreal North. Rodney, good evening, and uh, welcome to the Kaufman Show. How are you? Fantastic. How are you guys? I'd like to wish you a happy birthday um, and hope uh, that uh, you're spending a good day today. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks, man. All right. No problem. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Habs and the Steelers. Um, Sure. uh, The Habs, you know, people are very always in panic mode in Montreal. Uh, I understand how it is. I'm not surprised anymore. Uh, but during the season, for sure, you're going to have ups and downs, and I'm not expecting the Habs to always win out the big games. And sometimes you do see them being, uh, you know, uh, physically outmatched. But with the coaching and the, the youth and the mixture of the guys we have, I'm pretty sure that everything's going to gel in the postseason. As soon as we have Briere, he's going to know how to bring the guys back. He's pretty comfortable playing the playoffs, playing in the big games. I don't think... Uh, there are certain players that are kind of taking their time, uh, and when they get to the playoffs, this is where they really, really put it on, and I'm pretty sure Liara is going to do the same thing. That's a really interesting point you make there, and um, and something that not a lot of people have brought up, uh, the fact that Briere could have been thought of as this guy who's going to help the team with leadership and presence in mm-hmm. the playoffs. That's mm-hmm. To be honest with you, even myself, I have I never went there with that. Well, that's the reason why they brought in Gianta and Moen. It's guys that have sure. been there before. And when they brought Gianta in, they also brought in Gomez for that reason. Yeah, well, that, that worked out well. 
and the nice thing about Brielle is that he's a, he's a small guy, but he's also very, very smart. And there's a lot of other small guys that are very young that can definitely learn from a guy like Brielle because uh, we see day in, day out, like a guy like Jagger using his smarts, uh, even though he had exceptional talent, and he still does. Uh, but he used his smarts to be able to still be effective in games and still being able to be placed in the right position. But right now, they're not really learning much because he's not producing. But refreshing, though. Everything is going to show. Refreshing to hear somebody talk about Briere in a positive light. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, sorry, Jimmy, he's no longer with us, the caller? Is sorry? You no, you're still with us. Okay. Uh, yeah, you said you wanted to talk about the Steelers. And now, just to branch off on the Steelers, I've seen a lot of guys like uh, Heinz Ward uh, do the, the exact same thing. You know, at his end of his career, he wasn't really a, a dominant, dominant player, but I'm pretty sure he helped out a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm a diehard Steelers fan, and it's hard to see them uh, have to, to, to miss out the postseason. Yeah, last night was pretty sure. impressive, though. Sorry? Last night was pretty impressive, though. Uh, yes, and I, honestly, I've seen a lot of all those components, but I've never seen them at the same time. You know, and uh, people always think that uh, Big Ben needs to be replaced. He doesn't need to be replaced. He has a great numbers, you know, and with a, the one of the worst O-lines the last two years before he got injured, he was doing fantastic, you know, and with Le'Veon Bell, who still hasn't flourished, but he's affected ones. I don't remember the last time I've seen a running back from the Steelers being used in the past. Well, it's because every time they have a running back, the, the guy seems to get injured. They've had a terrible run since Jerome Bettis retired. Uh, you know what? Willie, Willie Parker gave us a good year. Yeah, and then Mendenhall seemed like he was the real deal. You know what? Mendenhall looks real. Uh, he looks good in a shirt and on numbers. But <laughs> he looks like a football player. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But when it comes to being effective on it, he has only one speed burst. He either goes eighty uh, percent speed or a hundred, but no moves, no jukes. He's very not. He's not agile. But Le'Veon Bell is one of a guy who really he he's, he he can play being a. Ref- play a football player and I played running back he was one of those players who really absorbs hits very well mm-hmm. instead of always pounding in but he knows when to pound it you know so it surprises players outside and I'd love to see him uh, juke uh, James Harrison last night that was my highlight <laughs> hey thanks so much for the call hey eh? call back anytime all right have yourself a good night you too really that's, appreciate it that's, that's a thing call. yeah great call uh, that's the thing about roethlisberger you know a guy like that he's under the same stigma that michael vick is going on when stuff goes bad in the city he's going to get it a little extra worse than anybody else they were accusing him of all kinds of things this year he was really really under the gun and so be it you know i mean uh, you'd hate for somebody's private life or what they've done outside of the field to affect their play or to affect how they're scrutinized but that's the reality of it let's uh let's go to Travis in Asheville, North Carolina. Howdy, Travis. Hello, Dave, and uh, good birth- happy birthday, Jack. Thanks a lot, Travis. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. I'd talk about the Habs is kind of dull, particularly when they're doing badly. And uh, the only thing I have to say about the Habs is that I, I really hope the Nordiques come back soon so that the people who just want to complain about lack of French players can gravitate to them. Hmm. I, think that's, I think that's part of it. You know, the media frenzy, obviously, it's not going to calm down if the Nordiques come back, but I think it has a, it would have an impact. It's funny that you say that because it always, especially in the, in the uh, 80s, well, I mean, that was the height of the rivalry between the, the Nordic and the Canadians. I mean, obviously there were some political undertones when this was happening. Sure. And it, and it is true. As much as you hate to hear it and it disgusts me, it's true. But this th- is what on. was happening. But who was the superstar in the Nordiques back in the day? Michel Goulet. More so than than Stastny, I think they were about even. You know, I mean, Peter Stastny, I think, was a better player, uh, all around player. But Michel Goulet put up some good numbers. I think he I believe he was, he was a, a fifty goal scorer. He was yeah. a great hockey player, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so. yeah. I just wonder if it was the same kind of uh, impetus on on having French Canadian talent back then on the Nordiques, and was it didn't have to because you had the symbolism involved. Montreal Canadiens are playing the Quebec Nordiques, who have Fleur de Lis all over the uniforms. Mm-hmm. So you didn't care about the players anymore because you had the symbolism there, the colors, the red, oh. the blue. Anybody who says that sports and politics don't mix obviously oh. doesn't follow hockey in this province. Well, huh? they don't. Yeah, they don't follow politics either. It also didn't hurt that hockey Quebec is now an absolute joke, and they have a hard time producing NHL level talent anywhere. 
Well, I don't know about that. I mean, there's still plenty of French Canadians playing hockey. It's just sure, that hockey's now a world And there game. always will be. Well, compared to 20 years ago, though. Well, yeah, but compared to 20 years ago, how many um, Europeans are playing in the NHL now? Fair enough, but how many kids are now playing soccer? A lot. A lot. But I actually want to talk about the Expos, if you don't mind. Uh, I, yeah, twist my arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twist his rubber uh, arm. The, the uh, MLB Network is talking about them more and more. Yeah, I saw that. Days. With Ron and, Darling. Yeah, and it's not it, – <laughs> the MLB Network is still obviously a, a, a vehicle of the MLB. It's a mouthpiece. When whenever there's a big story like a suspension, they always bring out the, the people to, to tow the party line. But it's still more independent than, than the NHL Network and NHL media in the U.S. So, you know, whether or not this is Felix trying to, you know, you know warm up relations, who knows, but – it is nice to see, and, and these guys have a relative level of, of autonomy, so they're not necessarily just saying this to shut people up. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think that, it, look, it's, it is slowly starting to permeate the consciousness in the States that Montreal is a baseball town and that everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. It's just nice to see somebody other than just Keith saying it. Not that Keith's bad, but he said, but, you know, other people as well. No, but it's been great to have someone like Keith Olbermann on our side from day one. Right. And you think that Bud Selig is sitting there, sitting there right now in his chair, in his evil empire chair, and looking at the situation, <laughs> looking at the Miami Marlins, and seeing what Jeffrey Loria did over there, and looking at the situation in Tampa Bay, where they only draw 13,000 people for a playoff game, which never happened in Montreal. Hold on. That's not true. What? 13 to 15,000? It, it was the last two weeks of the season. It Whatever. Wasn't a, it wasn't a playoff game. Never would have happened in Montreal. Well, it is interesting, though. It wasn't. Across- that's true. It wasn't a playoff game. But still. But you don't across- think he's sitting there you and saying... You said that with the conviction of a Fox Newsman, sir. And I know, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and in retrospect, he looks back and says, well, I think he sits there and says, you know what, I'm gone next year anyway, but maybe it was wrong what we did. Maybe it was. Well, it'd be nice for him to think he's wrong, at least because he was. But I do find it interesting that across sports, not just, not just baseball, not just NHL, but across sports that expanded teams in the South have failed one after one another after another. Yes. They have. Yeah. They, continually, yeah, absolutely. It's because down here, I, I'm speaking personal experience in North Carolina, the number one team here is whichever college basketball team is currently number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most other places it's whatever football team is playing. Yeah. Be it high school on a Friday, college on a Saturday, or the big boys on a Sunday. Well, it's funny you mention that because when, when the Hurricanes won the Cup, you know, here it was it was it was covered, but they honestly spent more time on high school football. Yeah, that doesn't. It's funny me. that the the NHL has had more success in the South than Major League Baseball has wow. when you think about it. I mean, the Nashville Predators are doing all right. The Carolina Hurricanes are not drawing millions, but I mean, they're doing okay. The team's surviving. It's it's interesting. It's only the Florida teams. I mean, Florida, forget it. Hockey, baseball, never mind. I mean, it's it's, it's all football. 514-790-1690. We've got uh, Mike on the line, and then we're going to go to Torben, right, Jimmy? Sounds good. we got Mike in St. Leonard. Hello, Mike. Hi, guys. How are you? How are you? Good. J35, eh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> give or take a couple. Yeah. Like, y'all give or take a couple. Yeah, I'll never I'll never see 35 again. It's well, Yeah, I'm 37. Like I told my wife when I was 35, I said, oh, I'm halfway there. She didn't like that comment. But well, halfway there? Well, ten. <laughs> <laughs> Try some penicillin there, bud. <laughs> halfway there? What is this, 1953? Halfway Mike's there? i got a case of HPD. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, best to all you guys over the holidays and, and to you. you know and to your family and yours yes um the whole project with the baseball um like you texted that tweeted that photo uh of Cromartie smiling and i think that says it all i mean where we are now and where we were even a couple of years ago is incredible and the one point that you brought up before dave about the thousand uh, dollar tax there yeah i think what we're not thinking about is that when the team does come back it's not going to be $15, and I sit three rows up from the field. Nope. And I think that's the kind of mentality that we have to all change because that's how we remember baseball. Yeah. But when it comes back, it's going to be like NHL-style Montreal Canadiens baseball type ticket prices. Well, and I think part of that culture shock was realized when the Blue Jays tickets went on sale for the Olympic Stadium. Because yeah. Because the seats that right. used to cost me $30 where I could spit on the field if I wanted are yeah. now 90 
Exactly. You know what though? I never had a bad reaction when I told people the prices. You know what was around eighty five dollars? Yeah. For some of the best the high, tickets, the high end ticket was ninety bucks. Was ninety dollars. So when I told people the tickets, you, the first reaction I never got a oh that's crazy. Never once. Yeah, because that's one game, not eighty games. No, I know, but people seem hungry enough for baseball where they're saying, "What? That's it? Ninety bucks? Yeah, sure." Because you know what? As much as we were used to having cheap tickets when the Expos were here, we're used to the Bell Center now yeah. and how much that costs. Yeah. So in comparison to a hockey ticket, yeah, a baseball th- ticket looks looks very, very tempting. But, you know, you're still, if you're the baseball team, you're competing with the soccer team now, which was not competition 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a competition now either. But then again, I think there's, I think there is a $100 ticket for an impact game. Oh, I'm, I'm sure pretty there sure is. in midfield and the impact game. It's got to cost. I'm sure there bucks, is, but people close to it. People who and like I know base- that that Alouette's tickets can go up to hundred. People who like baseball don't like soccer. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that one fan base is smarter than the other. I'm just saying that people who don't who <laughs> you're just saying the baseballs for smart people, right? I'm not but saying you're that. not saying the one. I'm not than saying the other. that one fan base is more sophisticated than the other. But no. I'm just saying that people who like baseball don't like soccer, and the other way around. I like both. I like I like soccer too. I'm just saying so. that if there's a choice between Saputo Stadium and the baseball park, I'm going to the baseball park. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Jay, you're like uh, you're ready for Fox News. It's like divide and conquer tonight. For you. <laughs> Listen, I awesome. I've, I've got yeah I've got a sick right wing side of me, Mike, that this. nobody knows about. Well, I know when you're throwing Tampa Bay under the like yeah that's how it <laughs> Dave Dave <laughs> hates it. Never hurts, eh? Dave hates it when I do that. He hates it. My my co-host Libertarian Larry over here. <laughs> libertarian Larry, that's right. <laughs> Dave Dave gets a little upset when I throw Tampa Bay under the bus because he has a soft spot for them and understandably so. Yeah, um, you know I. Yeah, but I'm also fully ready to take their team and yeah. have them play here. I'm, I'm fully Back ready for them to fold. I don't even have to have their team. I don't care. <laughs> That's my sick side coming out there. Mike, thanks for the call, man. Hey, guys. Have a, have a good good holidays, okay? Thanks, you too. You we're going uh, to run a little late tonight on the Kaufman Show. We'll, uh, we'll fill up the lines one more time if anybody wants to call in, 514-790-1690. But in the meantime, we go a little bit late tonight to Torben Rolfson in Vancouver, B.C., our resident comedian on the Kaufman Show. Hello, Torben. Hello. How are Hello, you? Dave, and happy belated birthday, Jay. Thanks, Torben. Sorry we're late, man. <laughs> no, that's okay. Good. Everything got sort of thrown off guard tonight. We uh, we were yeah, supposed to have a couple of guests in studio. And we uh, Let's just say you're very lucky that you do this by phone every day. <laughs> because uh, I apparently don't know how to give good instructions to guests as to where we are. Oh, boy. Actually, I prefer to teleport myself to Montreal every Monday night, but that's not uh, feasible yet. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe you can hop on a pipeline. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in the world of sports, Torben? Well, I was looking at the rosters for the Wings Leafs alumni game at Comerica Park. Oh, it yeah. comes down to a shootout attempt by Chris Chelios on Johnny Bauer. There could be a rift in the space-time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bauer's the Leafs backup goalie. He's 89. He's never <gasps> played with a mask before, and I'll be wearing an oxygen mask. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I cannot wow. believe he's playing. That's crazy. It, it is crazy. And by the way, Jim Leland uh, plans to have Chris Osgood on a really strict shot count. <laughs> nice. The Florida Panthers uh, played most of the third period Tuesday against Detroit with a replacement piece of plexiglass that's covering still on behind the Red Wings goal. What were they waiting for to unwrap that thing? Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> wow. The BB&T Center crew are building a confessional. Forgive us, Father. We don't really care about hockey. <laughs> that was for the people that were sitting behind it that didn't bother to move. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that Habs Leafs Dear Canada video montage was awesome. Oh, Canada man. For the Canucks Senators won on March 2nd. <laughs> oh, the memories. Corrupt politicians, Expo Ernie. <laughs> I bet you that uh, joke's playing probably, real well. In Vancouver, people are dying right now from that joke. <laughs> as you probably heard, uh, Milan Lucic involved in a uh, some sort of scuffle in the middle of uh, the night at Vancouver's drunken nightclub Central. Uh, you know, I would listen to his complaints. There's no greater experts on unprovoked attacks than the Bruins. <laughs> nice. Ducks, of course, crushed Boston 6-2 Saturday. Brad Marchand with the most futile hand gesture since the Mandela Memorial. <laughs> You're really nailing these Mandela jokes, man, back to back. <laughs> you gotta stop them. There was supposedly a manhunt on for that fake sign language guy. Brazil's president joined the search. He wanted to know if he was available to work at the World Cup and Olympics. 
God. What a mess that whole thing is. Fake sign language guy. He returned to his day job yesterday signaling in plays from the sidelines of the Houston Texans. (laughs) The Texans season has been so bad. After their game yesterday, they had a rep visit their locker room from the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> and stabbings after the game in Denver. I miss the innocent old days of Broncos football when it was rocks and snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. Sigh. Right? <laughs> I saw a sign of too much Christmas shopping. A friend of mine was over on Saturday and she thought Armani and Old Navy were playing on TV. <laughs> what a game, though. Yeah. Those small market Old Navies, man, they, they fought every inch of that game. It was incredible. Yeah, good, un- good uniform. <laughs> Jadavian, uh, Jadavian Clowney was ticketed for doing 110 and a 70. He might be confused because he asked if it would count towards his NFL combine measurables. <laughs> and Nebraska football has sold out every game since the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's kind of a weird, like, timeline. Maybe they, uh, maybe they were worried the missiles were corn-filled silos about to flood the market. <laughs> did they actually come out and say we've sold out every game since the yeah, Cuban Wow. What kind of a time reference is that? I know. Like, you couldn't how is like, that the reference point for – how about just say 1960? Right, or since know? the Kennedy administration. Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, wow. They're really, they're really marketing to the kids. Yeah, yeah they are. We've yeah. sold out every game since the Civil Rights Act was in <laughs> <laughs> What an odd reference point that is. Strange. It really is. Strange. Yeah. And uh, George W. Bush, remember him? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, painter, right? Famous painter? Sport. He wrote a letter of support to that Alabama kicker. Together with enthusiastic financial support from Crimson Tide Boosters, they're giving him a surprise Christmas gift, a holiday hunting trip with Dick Cheney. <laughs> Watch the buckshot. And finally, Mark Pryor is officially retired from the disabled list and is expected to be a first ballot medical Hall of Famer where he'll be inducted by Dusty Baker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Torben. Thanks, guys. Happy uh, holidays, man. Yeah, you too. I guess we'll be talking again on January 6th. Absolutely. We'll speak in the new year. And until then, uh, we'll be following you uh, on uh, on Twitter at VanGuy and uh, looking for all the funny from uh, from there. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great night, Montreal. Thanks so much, Torben. Take care. Bye. There he goes, Mr. Torben Rolfson, live from Vancouver, British Columbia. Mr. Farrar? Mr. Kaufman. Mr. G? Any more calls? Nope. I think that means we play some Plaskett and we wish you all a uh, very happy and safe holiday. Can't wait to start again in the new year at our uh, 11 o'clock firm start time because football will be done. Thanks for sticking with us. As always, love Dave and Jay. Listen up, kid. It's not what you think. Stayed out too late. Had a little too much to drink. Walk home, cross the bridge. When the marquee shut down There's a reason that I love this town Nobody cares how much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house If your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town I saw you back the shit with miniature Tim if he needs a tune now I'll write one for him we like the same books and we like the same sounds there's a reason that I love this town I played a show in Kelowna last year said pick it up Joel we're dying in here picture one hand clapping then picture half that sound There's a reason that I hate that town If you saw my band In the early days Then you understand
and me Face down in our suit Some French restaurant I saw Riviera de Lou Last night at the tour We burnt the place to the ground There's a reason that I love this town There's a reason that I love this town There's a reason that I love this town been listening to The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar, I'm Dave Kaufman. Happy holidays. I don't know. What'd that sound like? <laughs>